Good morning, Masechet Baba Kama Daf Samach Bet. And we're starting at the bottom of Samach Aleph. So we're right at the bottom. In the bright we saw Yesterday Banana. Madlikela Gadish Vayubo Kailim Vidalku. Okay, we're back four lines to the bottom of the Amud. Dedicated to Shirit Nishmot when he's died in this war to the soldiers. Chatufim, Psuim, we should be safe. So the bride that we carrying on speaking here about a person uh, uh, lights a, 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 a fire of, a, of a, like a pile of grain. Whatever's underneath it, you pay. Because he says you pay for tamun. However, the concession the Chachamim make on this is, we mentioned this yesterday, that if, let's say, you've got like, a, I don't know, a 30 cubic meter pile of grain and two or three of those cubic meters is made up of other kalim. Hello there. So, Chachamim, don't say we ignore the, the, the kalim. We just don't pay the value of the kalim. But if the kalim were three cubic meters, you'll pay for three cubic meters as if it was grain. Okay, so you pay for the whole gadish, including the space taken up by the kalim, but as if it was grain. That's what they say. That's what we said. Now we start the Amur. What are we speaking about? So if we say about Medad Dharma Murim, like a top of a, we limit what we have just said. We made a very general bombastic statement. Now let's home in, fine tune, it's exactly what we meant by that. So Gemara says, like this, Medad Dharma Murim, we're talking about Chachamim now. What did Chachamim say? Bemadlik betoch shelova chavedalka betoch shel chavero. That's if you lit the fire in your own house. And then the fire creeped across and went and burnt your neighbor's uh, 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 pile of grain. Then we say as far as, however, if you burnt, if you lit the fire in your neighbor's house, the Rashal takes out those Tibriako. Right? Uh, you pay everything. Look at Rashi. This is Rava. We saw this already, this explanation over here. Rashi would say that we're talking here particularly about things which you would generally put there. For example, tools, right? That's it. You've got farming tools, like we saw yesterday. We saw the missionary Rashi gave us some examples, like uh, some farming tools that you'd use to thresh to, for threshing, etc. Those types of kind. If a person happened to put his, I don't know, his wife's wedding ring there, so you know, we'll see just now the question of a, of, of, of a gem. But if you go, if you if you say, listen, I hit my wife's engagement ring there, and it's got a two-carat diamond, and it's worth, I don't know, whatever the case is, going to be a difficult one to try and try and get money for. Right, according to Chachamim. What are we doing? And what are Rabbi Yudah Chachamim? So that's when they, that's the extent that Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Yudah that there are times when you would pay for tamun if it went if you lit it in somebody else's house, but limited according to Rabbi based on what Rashi explains to things you normally put there. And now Rabbi Yudah, who says you always pay for tamun, also concedes to Chachamim on a certain grounds. And what are Rabbi Yudah Chachamim? But Mashiach Makom Lechaver Lad Gish Kadish. If I allow you, I say, come into my yard and you can store your grain in my backyard. The higdish, and you made a pile of your grain, hit me, but you also stuck some things underneath there. Even there, Rabbi Yudu would agree that no Rabbi Yudu says you pay for tamun, that's only in a normal case. But if I said, come into my yard and store your grains, and you, and you put your grains there, I'm only responsible if I cause damage to your grains in my yard to the extent of tamun. Remember we had a machlok Rabbi Yudu, Chachamim and Rebbe, where Rebbe says that you only chive when you actually uh, take upon yourself the achrayu. The Chavim said no. The, the assumption was even uh, when you come in, you you, you accept achrayu. So we pass from here to Chachamim. Look at Rashi. If the owner of the field now caused it to catch a light, 
The law kibbil alei ele netiruta de gadish. The extent of his responsibility was to, that your grain would be safe. He never knew that you had that you had tamun there. That wasn't his problem. Okay. Now the case would be lahadish chitin vehadish sor. In the Gemara now lists four cases where 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 also the balabai to allow you to come into his field will be limited in his in his in his liability. If he said that you could put chitin and you put sorin. Or he said, put sorry and you put and you put chitin. Remember, we, 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 we've seen this before many times. When you say chitin or sorry, the one is wheat, one is barley. So barley, as a rule, is animal fodder. So barley is the cheaper of the two, right? So he said, put in wheat, but you brought in barley. Or he said, you know, put in barley and you brought in wheat. Or, he, or you said wheat, but then you brought in wheat, but you covered it with barley. From the outside, it looked like it was only barley. Or he told you to bring in barley. And you covered it with wheat. So the main thing was barley, a bit of wheat on the outside. In all these cases, the bala, bayit, she'onu, mashalim, and demei, sorim, gilvad. He's only exposed now to the lesser amount. Now what's going on? Have you look at Rashi. Even though they told you could bring in wheat. This is the last wide lines at the top. There ain't no mashalim, and sorry. Why? He only paid you the barley. The amalei, he says to the guy when the damage was caused, lorayiti, and sorry. I told you you could bring in wheat, but you brought in sorin. When you brought in wheat, it was covered in sorin. Right? Whatever the case was, he was only limited, exposed to what he saw you bring in or what he thought there was there. So if he had known it was wheat, maybe he'd be more careful whatever the case was. He wasn't so concerned. Okay, I'm a Rava. It's on this basis now. We, this is Rava learns from this writer. He said, we, we, we said you could bring in wheat, but I saw sorin. I saw barley. So therefore, I only... only uh, 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 exercised enough co- uh, caution for barley, even though I told you you could bring in wheat. Rabbi says a similar story. person gives a dinar zab to him and he gives her a gold coin. And he tells her it's silver. I don't know why she think it's silver if it looked like gold, but anyhow. And he tells her it's silver. If she caused physically damaged it with her own hands, she will have to pay him back a gold coin. Why? Because now he'll say to her, My avelach gabay. Why did you damage it? What did you do? Look at Rashi there. Why is it running to the sea? Why did you damage it? He says, not like the case we saw previously where the guy was responsible for Sorin. Because there the guy didn't do his own hands. He lit a fire and the fire went and ran and, ran and caused the damage. So we said, there's a difference when it's you or your, or your mammon. Yeah, it was you with your own hands. There was a high level of responsibility. However, Pashabo, look at Rashi, when we say Pasha, she didn't actually do any damage, she just was negligent. She didn't look after, like she should have looked after it. Mishalem Mitchell Kesef, yeah, she only have to pay silver. She told her it's silver. The Amalekos, she can respond to him when he complains to her and say, Netruta de Kasper Kabilalai. Netruta de Dava, Lok Kabilalai. You told me it's silver. So therefore, I exercised a certain amount of, uh, of caution. Uh, which I would have been good enough for silver. Had I known it was gold, I would be more careful. So we see a difference over here when you cause damage with your bayadaim or when it is caused uh, by your mammon. You learn this din according to Rava. You say, I'm a Rava, I know 10 dinars out of this whole limud. You based on Rava. I don't have in Pshitala. We from us, it's from the Mishnah, it's Pashut. Why? Because the Mishnah said, Chitin and the guy said you could bring in wheat and he brought in and he covered it with barley. Or he said to her, he said to the guy, you could bring in barley, and he covered it with wheat. And he only pays the barley in both cases. Why? 
Because there the butter bites and listen, in the end of the day, either it was wheat, but I saw from the outlook of barley. Or I told you to bring in barley, you covered it with wheat, but from my point of view, it was only barley. So therefore, I only took upon myself the, the, the responsibility for barley. So to yeah, with the case of this woman, I'm relay. She could say to him, You told me silver, therefore I didn't take any caution for gold. Okay. Rav says like this, I'm a Rav. Shmaita milte Rabbi Yuda. I've heard of some halocha Rabbi Yuda. Rashi says, I've heard of Rabbi Yuda from a Mishnah, some halocha. I don't know what it was. So I'm a Shmuel. So Shmuel says to Rabbi Yuda, uh, says to Rav, you know what Rabbi Yuda said? Rabbi Yuda is speaking about that you chai for tamun ba'esh. So what does he mean by that? He says, this is what you heard. Based on the fact that Rabbi Yudah says, you chayef for tamun ba'esh. He said, asu takanat nigzal ba'isho. There's a takana of a, a person who thinks was, was stolen from, ba'gzela, with regards to his fire. What does that mean? Look at Rashi. Rashi like this. Ki echide tiknu rabbanan l'nigzal yishava kama gazlu. Just like we know that if a person, if there was a, 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 a gazlin, came and stole something from a guy by force, right? And we don't know how much it was what he stole. So the nigzal can make a shvua, the yito, and then and based on the shvua, he can make the gazlin pay back what he took. The nama sechet shvua, elu nishbim v'notlin asachir v'anigzal. An employee who earns a wage, and the nigzal, kachtif nu b'yishoshi, shavah ma'it min v'yito. So too, says Shmuel to Rav, to, to, to Rav, that's what you heard about Rabbi Yudah. Just like Rabbi Yudah says that you pay for Tamun, he said, no, you can pay for Tamun. What's the story? A guy lights a fire. Now, let's be honest. You don't know what's underneath that pile of grain. So I could tell you anything. So that's what he said. He said, Rabbi Yudah said that just like, like uh, with, a, with a gazlan, so to have a guy burnt your field down, your grain down, you can make a shvua that this is what there was A, B, C, D there, and based on that shvua, he will pay you. Quite a, quite, a, quite a serious statement that, right? Because now you're putting, you're putting the, the, the Baal HaGadish in the same category as a Gazlan, as a Nigzal. And if we say, we trust you, you make a Shvua, we trust you. Chachami will say, look, you don't pay me the Chachila. But Rabbi says, you do pay. So, Baya Meymar. So, Meymar says, do we extend this Takana? We said they made a Takana with regards to Nigzal Ba'esh. Do we extend this as well? Asu Takanot Nigzal Ba'masur or lo? A masur is a moser, right? A malshin, right? So what's a masur? A moser is a guy who comes and, 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 and you're hiding your money from the Goisha tax collector. And this guy goes and says, ah, go look, if you go look over there, he's got his money hidden behind the, the chair there in the lounge in the bottle. That's where he keeps all his money. And the guy walks in there and takes all his money. So you caused a goit, you caused a Jew to lose money. You handed over his money. I'm just giving you a stupid example. Right? They're probably more sophisticated examples. But that's a moser. So the question is, what about a Moser? Can a Moser now, can I come to the Moser and say to him, make a Shvua, and say, because of you, I lost 150,000 shekels? That's his question. Right? But Moser is, oh, no. So I leave it to the Moser like this. I leave it in mind, I'm a Lord, Daniel, and Dinah, the Garmi. I'll this in one moment. According to the guy who says, we don't do Dinah, the Garmi. We'll see what it means in a moment. Lord, that's not the question. Because he'll say, Garmi, we don't. The Mesut Nami, Lord, Daniel. So before we see the answer, I'm a bit of a spoiler here. The answer, I'll give a spoiler. The answer, the answer, the take, we're not sure. But what's in it, the Garmi? I read up quite a lot about it. We can see the next Peyrek. 
we're going to get more into this question of of nezek that's caused by a person. That's uh, we're going to we, 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 we're going to we're going to start Parak Shvi soon in a moment. We'll start Merube Mida Tashlume Kefel. So the whole idea of the, we know that it was called grammar, right? What's grammar? Grammar is when you cause something, causation. So Dina de Garmi is also a type of causation. There's a machloket amongst the Rishonim. It might even be machloket amongst the Gonim, I don't know. But I saw machloket amongst the Rishonim where the Garmi is grammar. And Rashi doesn't seem to distinguish between Garmi and grammar. Or Garmi might be a higher level of causation. In other words, it's, it's easily more attributable to you that you did the cause. So it's closer to you actually doing the damage yourself. Okay, that's one of the ways of making it. There's also some Rishonim want to say that Garmi is not grammar. Rashi, for our purposes, seems to treat Garmi and grammar the same thing. So what does the Gemara say? That there's a machloket now whether we done whether we judge a person for grammar. Because as a rule, the Torah says grammar ba mapatur, right? That's the clan in the Torah, grammar ba mapatur. So so in the Garmi. Now there's an unbelievable tosfot over here, which I'm going to go through in a moment with regards to Taiku. But I'm going very quickly. I want to try and cover a lot of ground today. So, so the Gemara is like this. Our question over here, when it comes to this Moser, right? So, there's a machloket. So those people who said this, when it comes to grammar, we don't get involved in grammar. The guy didn't do anything. You know, he just caused it. He didn't actually do it. So what are we going to charge him for? For causation? Causation is patru. Leave him alone. But the other side of the machloket says, no. If a guy caused it, he's responsible. You can't go around causing damage to people and walk away scot-free. Okay, so the Gemara says, according to that side of the Machloket, we'll say, is a Moser, a Motza Moser. A Moser is a Garmi. And what are the Moser? The Moser didn't actually take any money from you. But because the Moser passed on information to the guy, to the, to the Goy, the Goy was able to take the money from you. So he was the enabler. So that's the question. Do we punish him or not? The Gemara leaves the Bateku. We're not sure. Another story. Who governed the, 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 the Batash, the Kasper, the Chavre? Rashi says, yeah, Kasper is an Argaz, Shemenichin, Boksafim, like a safe. Like a safety deposit box of some kind, but a mobile safe, right? Not, a, not attached to your wall with five jumbo bolts. Okay, because we hardly kick that into the river, right? And a guy came and kicked the safe into the Vishadia and threw it into the river. So Atamari, the owner of the safe, comes to him and says, There was a certain amount of money inside it. You've got to pay me. So Yati, now again, what did the, did the guy actually throw the money into the river? No, he kicked the safe. He kicked the safe and the safe went rolling and fell into the river. And it's not the safe going to the river. They can't find it. You know, when Yosef was also buried in the safe, right? The Gemara was a steel box that Yosef was buried in. When Moshe Rabbeinu came, so he knew the code word to get Yosef's bones, uh, Yosef's, and it was a steel box and the box rose up in the river. That was the miracle. That's what the Midrash said. So obviously the guys never knew the code word to get the safe to come up into the water. But I suppose there's next, right? But... Uh, so he says over here, so Achshadia at the Marav Amar Hachivachi. So Yati Rav Ashi v'Kamayin, but Rav Ashi will discuss the halacha. What's the halacha? So he says, "Kiyai Gavdemai." What's the story? So Amal Ravina Rav Acha Bered Rava, Bami Rav Acha Bered Rava Rav Ashi. So whoever was it said to the each other, "What are you talking about?" Love Harim Bered. Isn't that Mishnah? Do you know Mishnah says, "V'morim Chacham Rabbi Yehuda b'Madlik and Abira." Here, when a guy lit the house of his friend, and here the guy kicked his friend's box, Shemeshalem Kol Ma'ashe B'Tocho. You pay whatever's in it. Just like you can accept that people put things in houses and therefore when a guy burns his friend's house down, we accept there are going to be things in the house. You make him pay for it. So to have, yeah, the guy had a safe. What do you put in the safe? You put uh, valuables in the safe. Pay for the money that you lost. So he says to him over here, you're right. 
If you say that there was money in it, I would believe him. And that's exactly our Mishnah, but the guy's not saying money over here. Right? Marganita. He's saying as if there's like a Jew. How do they translate Marganita there? Like a diamond, a pearl, a ruby. What do they call it? A Jew, right? So now I don't know what it is. My, me, mancha insha Marganita bekaspo lo. Do people leave jewels like that in a safety deposit box or in a, in a, in a box or any money? I don't know. Again, they go into the betaiku. Right? So I'm a layer of Yemar Ravashi. Tain kasa de kaspo bebiramai. If he had said a silver goblet, right, a cusp, of course, the cusp of Kesef in a beer in his house. A guy said his house was burnt down, he had a very expensive silver goblet there. Would we trust him on that one? So I might agree, he says to him, a very practical answer. He says, Look at the word Amid, right? You're in Hebrew today. You say a person is an Amid. What is it an Amid? Rashi says over here, Amid Ashir. Why is the word Amid? Rashi tries to explain the source of the word Amid. Because we, we have Omdin, we do an Omdin, we try to assess what he is, right? And we say, the guy can afford it, that's the one option. Or, so he's a rich guy, or maybe Inami, another possibility is, Inish Mahemnu, who might not be a rich guy, but he's a trustworthy guy, right? The Mifkade Inish Gabe, that people would trust him to keep their stuff with him. If that was the case, Mishtabed Vashakil, Vilo, love call community, not that we don't just trust him morning, it's what saying now. You know, like you have a you have a burglary and you go to your to the insurance, you put a claim in for for I don't know that you had I don't know a million dollars worth of uh, of of artwork and 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 the guy you know got his whatever bottom line. Now on this issue of taiku, we've been saying always, like we learned in the previous masechtas, that the cloud whenever we go taiku, we say taiku is chumra, right? Take a look at this tosfot over here for a moment. Asu takanat gezel b'masor b'masor olo. I want you, even you don't normally follow. Have a look at this Tosfat. Believe me, it's worth looking at, okay? So it's a Tosfat right in the middle of the Amut. You all got it? Which one? Asu Takanat Gezel. It's one, two, three, the fourth Tosfat on the Amut. Okay? Katav Rav Ilfas. That's the riff. Katav Rav Ilfas. Kagon Sheyesh Eidim Shemasro. We're not talking about just Tamar Moser, but there were Eidim that were Moser, right? The Ibed Mamono, he lost his money. The Ain Yodin. Kama. And we don't know how much it was. The Gemara said there, the answer was Taiku. That was our maskana, right? We said Taiku. Look what he says of Yav Ilfus. V'chol Taiku de Mamona. Whenever it's a Taiku with Dine Mamonot, Lekula. Chidush Atzum, right? Says when there's Taiku, when's Mamon, says the Rif, we go Lekula. Now let's carry on. Uveshem Rav Haiga on Katuv. Rav Haiga doesn't agree with the Rif. Then what does he mean when he says the kule over there? The kule means not the chumra. So the words we, if okay, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a it's a kavam So we go the kule. In other words, we don't throw the book at the guy. We go make it with the guy who lost the money, who, who who's who's being accused now of causing the damage. The chumra would mean that we go the chumra. We'd say, listen, if you got to pay all the money, the guy made a shvur. In our case, of yeah, moser, the chumra make him pay. According to the side that says Dadu Begarmi. No, no, I agree with you. Okay, you're right. One man's meat, another man's poison. And Achinami, right? Lakula. But we could have said Lakula with regards to the guy who's in the den at the moment. Lakula never means if I say to you, listen, you caused me a monetary loss of 100,000 shekels. Lakula doesn't mean, okay, I'll make you with me and therefore I'll make you pay because I'm being nice to me. Lakula means the guy who's being now having to extract who's got to be in the den with him. So we go make it. I think at least I think that's what it means. You don't know. I think maybe you're right. I, don't know. I think that's what it means. So that's what that's what the riff says. Rav Haigaon Katuv. Then Rav Haigaon is written. She Yishva Ve Yitol Mechza. 
Rav Haigon says, no, we don't go let, it's a safek. Mutal, mamon be safek. Who's that sound like? Shumchus. He says, mamon, we got a safek. You claiming from me, I can read, we don't know, it's a teiku. We don't know, teiku is a safek. Safek, go look let's put it in half. Rav Haigon, pashut. She called teiku de mamon a cholkin, he says. Look at that. That's like sumchus. Call mamon be safek, and teiku is a safek. So he's passing like sumchus. The ain nire le ri le chayef klau mishum tiku taiku and the ri and 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 ri says, right? This is the this the ri is the, I think is the is the son-in-law or the nephew of the rashbam, of the rabbeinu tam. Right? Then the son or the nephew of rabbeinu tam. I think one one of the talk. Remember now, someone help me. This he's got a list there. I think he's definitely not rabbeinu tam, but I think that the ri is uh, the son-in-law or the nephew of rabbeinu tam. Right, he's, he's like the two huge Balei Tosfotor, Rabbeinu Tam and Ri. Okay, so he says, so Rabbeinu Tam says, so says, when it comes to Teiku, there's no Chiyuv whatsoever for Mamonot. Neither the Kulin, ni the Chumre, ni Mechse, nothing. It's a Teiku, we can't do anything. Rabbeinu Tam Farash, listen, there's four, look at this, we've got Red Rif, the Haigon, Ri, and Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam of Faresh, the Hach Baye, Kesha Mose, Makhishet Anim Sar. He says, Rabbeinu Tam says, different to you all together. The Moser over here is, what's the Taiku? When the Moser, it denies it. Do me at the get, the Nigzal Beshvuot, the Gazlan Makhisho, similar to when it comes to the Masechet Shvuot, where the Gazlan denies it. And the Moser, Atzmo, and Yodaya, Kama, then Yishava, Yishava, Nimsar, Kama, Hifsid, Vayito. So many times says, however, the taiku is only when the, when the, when the Moser denies it. If the Moser doesn't deny it, he acknowledges he was a Moser, then the guy will make a shvu and he can get all the money. Unbelievable, right? Means, you know, Rav Baruch is actually home. I'm going to discuss with Rav Baruch and see exactly how we pass the Aloha in this. Rav Baruch is actually home from the army today. I'm going to happen today. Okay, let's carry on. Okay. Amal Rav Adar Barad of Avi Rav Ashi. Right? So I'm now on the third last lines of the death. It's interesting, we're going to start, we're going to discuss in the next Peirik, Gazlan, it's, what is between a Gazlan and a Chamsan? Now, a Chamsan, not Stam, we use the word Chamsan, right? Chamas is a very popular word today, like Machshamam, okay? But a Chamsan is a person who steals, that's a Chamas. In, during the time of the, in, in Pashat Noach, it says Chamas, right? It talks about Chamas. Everyone was stealing from everybody. Everyone was stealing from everybody. So what's between a Gazlan and a Chamsan? Right, so Amale, so Rav Ashi says, a chamsan yahiv dami, or demei, the chamsan gives you the money, he forces you to steal, to give it in, but he pays you. A gazlan lo yahiv dami, don't take the money. So I'm not sure who's worse, to be honest. Right, it sounds like the chamsan is the better guy, because he's at least paying you for the money, but I'm not sure. I think the chamsan, by paying you for the money, he's sort of saying, look, I'm not even responding, now he walks out of your room thinking, he's not even chayev, like, I, I paid him. The guy's line at least knows he did something wrong. The Khamsa walks out here thinking he's a tzaddik. He thinks he paid you. Right? So, Amale, Iyav Dame, Khamsan, Kari, but what do you mean? If he gives you the money, he's called the Khamsan? But Ham Ravuna, didn't Ravuna say, quite severe, Gomer Babavatra? Talua, Vazavin, even if he tied him up on the wall to force him, tied him up by his neck, strapped him up to force him to sell, Vazavin, Zvine, Zavin, Zvine, Zvini. It's a, didn't, didn't, uh, he's over here. He says, but Ravuna said that if a guy forced him to sell, it's considered a done deal. So why are you calling him a chamsan? He says, 
would depend whether he said, okay, you know what, I'm happy to sell, or whether he didn't want to have something happy to sell. So uh, when is it Zvine Zvini? When the guy, in the end, you know, I don't, I don't mind selling. It's like a case of always, right? like forcing a guy to give a get. We say deep down, you didn't mind actually, but if the guy refuses, didn't want to sell, you know, you tied him up, doesn't make a difference, never, never consented. And you throw the money on the table and you walk out the house, that's a chamsa. Okay. Now we're quickly the last mission of this parak. It's a mission which we've seen a lot of the stuff all the time already. Well, the one, the first line is a gets, right? Like a spark, I think it is, right? The word spark. Shayatza mitachadapatish. So we've got the smith over here and he, and he hits his hammer down and the spark flies out of his ick and it causes damage, it's chayev. Right? That's, up and that's the only chilush really of this Mishnah. The rest we've all seen before. Gamal shayata on pishtan. Where's this fear? This is on Kavet. We've seen already in Shabbos as well, in Kav Aleph. We've seen this in Ochoz of Chanukah. Gamal shayata on pishtan. A camel's walking around fully laden with flags. So Rabbi Shalabi walking in the public space. And by mistake, his flags walking into the shop. There was a candle burning in the shop and the flags caught a light. We nicked it and burnt the shop down. Baal Gamal Chayev. The candle owner's chayev for the damage. Right? However, he near Achen Vani in Rabbi Chutz. The candle was outside. Achen Vani Chad. Achen Vani is Chad. The shop was chayev. Rabbi Yehuda Meir. We saw this as well. Right? But near Chanukah was near Chanukah. Then even the Achen Vani is patur because why? Near Chanukah we let the Chanukah candles outside. So says the Gemara. Amar Rav Amar Rav Yehuda Mishmeid Rava. So Shma Min Amid Rabbi Yehuda. Like Rabbi Yehuda says, Ebn Chanukah you patur. We can prove from here. What's the proof? Says Rav. It says Ravina. You have to light your Hanukkah candles in 10 Tvachim high. Why? Because it was higher than 10 Tvachim high. Why are you patur? What should the Loch have been? Tell the guy, the, can, the shopkeeper, you should light it higher than a camel and his rider. Right, that maybe that's why you it's a proof of yeah, you have to keep it low. Now we know that there's a limit to how you can light it, right? How high can you got a Hanukkah candle? The same as a sukkah, the same as my boy, 20 amas, right? 20 amas or 20 tvachim? 20 amas, yeah, 20 amas. Right, 20 amas. And Allah, the one says, No, you can't put anything from this. Now, I know, so Allah, the proof of yeah, what are you talking about? I'm right now, no. And all I'm aiming at, I feel the money, I shall even light it more than a sarah. So my mind, so what's the answer you're going to give over here? So how come the guy's chayev? Why is he patri? So we said, now maybe you should have lit in the mitzvah. But you know what? Since the mitzvah, we are. Sorry, here it is. Okay, that was an amazing parik, by the way. It was not so difficult, not so hard. It was like a nice average parik, which we saw in Malocha. We saw a new parik. And as I wanted to say, the truth be told is, there's a lot, if you look at your Gomorrah's here, there's like a whole akdama on this parik. Okay, I'm just going to say two things, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Mishnah. We'll start working our way through the Mishnah with the Kladim. The difference between Gneva and Gzela. Okay, so a ganav comes at night and steals secretly from you. A gazdan comes in the day in front of your face and steals it. We saw in our previous payrek that even a gazlan, then we wanted to have a taina over there that when you say Mishalem Shtayim, Kefil, would be a gaz. We said there that with a, with, if a guy came and stole from you at gunpoint, I think it was Rava, who was it? Rava. Rava would said that, that it could still have, we had a Havamina, that maybe we could still say that he was like a type of a ganav because he still came and he didn't, came into your house and didn't do it in the street. So a classic guzzler is a guzzler in care, 
Like a guy who comes, an armed robber with his face unmasked, and he holds his gun up in the street, hijacks your car and takes your car. That's a classic guzzler. Okay, if a guy comes into your house and holds a gun at you, that might be a bit of a gun of guzzler. Because he's still not in the public, but he's, okay, like my father wanted to say the other day, a gunner, he's scared of Hashem, and therefore he, he doesn't, he's scared of Hashem, not scared of, he's scared of man. All right, he's not scared of Hashem. So he doesn't want people to see him, so he comes and you can't see him, but God sees him stealing. A gunner isn't scared of anybody, right? So maybe a gunner is a better guy than a gunner. I don't know, that's the one thing we're going to see. Well, the special thing as well, we've saw, we already learned this, we've already seen this in this paragraph, we already learned, and that is that there's kefir when a guy steals from you a gunner, if he pays double. He pays the carrying plus double the amount. There's a case of, and we discussed it as well up until already, that if a person, the special unique din to kesef v'shor, shor v'kesef, if a person steals an animal, a shor or a kesef, so there he pays four and five, remember? If it's a big animal that he steals, he pays five times the value. If it's a little animal that he steals, he pays four times the value. And we said as well, we discussed it before in the shir, the reason he pays four times only because it's a small animal he carry on his neck. It's a bit embarrassing the guy's walking, even though he's a gunner, right? He's a gunner. The guy stole your goat. But we're sensitive to the fact that he had to carry the goat on his shoulders. He looks like a bad guy. He gets, and there's a bit of embarrassment there for him slipping his coat, goat through the town. We give him off 100% of the damages. And he's paid 400, not 500%. What do you want to say, Dad? Real liberalism. Real liberalism, right. That even the, oh, 100%. Because it's five, because he pays five hundred percent damages, pays five times. We let him off one of those hundred percent, and he pays four times. No, right? Because of his dignity, his dignity was suffered. Why? Why is he stealing from you? Okay, so that's really, I think, let's get into the Mishnah. The Mishnah starts with the Belom to say, "Marbe midat tashlume kefel." The Mishnah says that tashlume kefel, paying double, as opposed to four and five, right? He uses the lashon marbe. Right, so marbe, it's, it seems to be a greater thing, right? Meruba, sorry, meruba, midat tashlume kefil, midat tashlume arba v'chamisha. Why should midat tashlume kefil nohege ben bedav shesh poruach chayim bedav shesh eruach? Whether something alive or not alive, you stole, you stole, you stole a box or you stole a cat. Or midat tashlume arba v'chamisha, but four and five, and ele b'shor v'seir bilvad, unique to oxen and 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 cattle. Shnei mar ki gnov ish shor ose, when he stole a shor or a se, to v'chol macharo, the whole pasuk says. Pays five for the for the ox and four for the shore. So that's unique. When it comes to kefil, it applies to everything. And then the Mishnah says another halacha: Ain a gonev achar a ganav mishal tashlume kefil. A new din of it. What, Robert? If he just steals a shore to work it in the field, he doesn't pay pay chamesh. So you want to say because he says he had to have shechted it. Shechted or sells it. Sell it or it, right? So you say if you found it in the shop, if, if, if he gave it back before he'd done it, it seems like he'd be part of it. seems like it'd be part of it, yeah. Now, another local says, Ena gonev achar ha-ganav, kefil. So if, if one ganav stole from another ganav, only the first ganav pays kefil. Well, he's patur here from the kefil. I'm not sure if he's patur at all, but okay, right. Right, so here he's patur. And again, if someone, only if the ganif did the shechting, does he pay the four or five? If somebody else shechted it, he wouldn't pay it, right? So now the Gemara says, like this, so says, what's the middah we learned over here? We learned, the Mishnah said that the middah of kefil is greater than the middah of four and five because it applies to everything with four and five only applies to animals. So the Gemara asks the question, what's the question? 
Why don't we learn another difference? If we're already making differences over here between Kefed and Tashlumei Kefil in 4 and 5, we should have learned another din, the Mishnah is saying. Why don't we also learn the din that this din of Tashlumei Kefil, of paying double for something you stole, applies both to a Ganif and Bain To'en Ta'anat Ganif. This is we learned during our Masechta, when a guy is a Shomer, and you come to claim back the stuff. In Meshom Echinam, we said that if he makes a shvur, if he says, just they were stolen from me, so he would be patur. Remember? Shomer Echinam. So therefore, Shomer Echinam, Shomer Sachar, if he said they were stolen from me, what does he do? He writes the check. Because he's chayev on Gzayla, on Geneva. On Geneva. So he's chayev on Geneva. That was a whole sugya which we spoke about before. But a Shomer Echinam is patur on Geneva. So if he says, you listen, I'm sorry, it was stolen from me, and then it turns out he was lying. So we wanted to say he's got to pay kefir as well. Why? Because he now became the ganif. Because he was trying to get himself patur completely. Because he was patur as a shomechinam. And now he lied. So he's got to pay kefir. So he says, why don't we have there as well? That midat kefir applies to a to'en tanat ganif. A guy who claims that he, a shomechinam he was stolen from. And Chamishabach and Abba Chamesh and Begadav Yavad, where Toen Ganef with a Shomer Sacha doesn't apply of four and five. If the guy had an ox, being a custodian of an ox, and now he says, Listen, the ox was stolen from me. And it turns out the ox wasn't stolen, he had actually shechted and eaten the ox already for lunch. We don't say he's going to pay four and five. So why don't we learn that in the Mishnah as well? If we're already saying, Meruba, the Midak Tashlume Kefel, is more than Tashlume 4 and 5, because this applies to Metaltalin and to things that are living and things that are not living, why don't the Mishnah add in as well? And another a- a- attribute of Kefel is, more, is greater than 4 and 5, that a Toen Ganev pays Kefel, a Toen doesn't pay 4 and 5. Everybody got it? Why is that missing? So the says, maybe Messiah Leila Rabbi Chiyabarava. This might be proof to receive it to help him. said, the quotes a Gomorrah over here. We'll see it later on in a couple of daf next week. When you claim that something was stolen from you, were you the custodian? If now you had an animal you were looking after and you shechted or you stolen it, so we see over here that Rabbi Yochanan claims that you would pay it. So maybe, right, that he says over here that you would pay it. And therefore, our question, why didn't the Mishnah learn it, is to say that Tanakama might not agree, but there is, it seems to be like a bit of a machlok, and maybe Yochanan would say that you say it. I think that's what the Gemara is saying. I mean, another version of this is, and it can, the, the one Gemara says, Messiah, that this helps. The Gemara wants another version is, maybe it could help. I'm not so sure what the difference is. The Gemara says, no. Why you want to say that there's a machloket? Be katani. Ain bain meruba. Did our Mishnah say, ain bain keruba? Our Mishnah said, meruba midat tashlumakefil. One of the things, didn't say, ain bain zed, ain meruba bain zed is the other. Our Mishnah didn't say, this is the only thing. It just said, one of the things, meruba. If it had said, Ain Maruba, Ain Bain Maruba, if it had said, This is the only thing, then you'd be right. But if it never says the only thing, so just the answer could be, Katana Tana Vishai. That our Mishnah, our Tana taught us one thing, and he left out something else. But maybe the Mishnah would agree as well. That's why you have to put this up as a Chilish as Rabbi as a, as a, as a, It could be 
Tanakama could accept it as well. And we'll see later on, we'll see in the Masech on Daf Samach Zayin, this whole suge. Okay, the other Mishnah said, she be that Tashlomai Kefal no Heget. Rabbi said, she be that Tashlomai Kefal no Heget, Bain, Badabash, and Baruchayim, Bain, Nashariash, Baruchayim. So, how do we know that? So, how do we know that? We've got a bribe to the, the bride that discusses the Pasuk. The Pasuk Pasuk Mishpatim, which says, I'll call Dvar Pesha. Anytime you cause, you, you do something bad, I'll show, I'll chamor, I'll say, I'll sama, whether it's an ox or a donkey. Or, a, or, or cattle, or a salma, or clothing. I'll call Aved on anything that gets lost. Asher Yomar Kiyuzeh. And then you come to the judges. Yavod Vashtehem, Asher Yashun Elohim, and Yashalim Shtarei, the guy who stolen anything, whether it's cattle or clothes or anything, anything like that. And he pays double. So I'll call Dvar Pesha. So the Gemara says, the Klal Pratu Klal. What's called Dvar Pesha? I'll call Dvar Pesha. The words called Dvar Pesha is a Klal. It means everything. Right? Al Shor, Al Chamor, Al Se, Al Sama. Now the Pasuk delves down into details. So that's a prat. And then it says again, Al Kol Avedar, anything that gets lost. Chazar Kalal. We got a Klal again. So we got Klal Pratu Klal. Now what's the rule? We become quite experts in that already in this Pasechta. What's Klal Pratu Klal? Yatadan, Ilakaina Prat. So now we say, you chayv on everything that's similar to the items that were mentioned in the Prat. Right? What is that? Maya Prat. Mefurash Tavara Metaltel. Vegufo Mamot. Anything that's movable and its value. I've called Davar. A Metaltel. Vegufo and it can be carried and Gufo is Mamot. So now, what would those exclude, says the Gemara? So it includes everything you can think of except for the following. Yatsu Karkaot. Sheana Metaltelin. Land. You can't, it's not movable. You can't carry that around. Yatsu Avadim excludes Avadim. Why? Shehukshuna Karkot, because we know there's a hekesh between Karka and Eved. And Yatsu Starot, and excludes documents as well. Why documents? Sheafa Pisha Mitaltelin, even though documents are movables, ain't Gufan Mamon. Right? They're not really Mamon, because what's a star? We saw this before. We had this Bachir, it was a taiku actually, I think, on that. We saw in the Gemara a couple of days ago. A star isn't in itself Mamon. A star enables you to claim mammon. But it's not itself mammon. An animal is mammon. A watch is mammon. Any, anything that you can, a commodity is mammon. Right? A star is not mammon. Unless you want to use the paper we said, like cover your teacup or something. Remember that was the question. But as a rule, it's not mammon. And also Yatsa Hegdesh. Hegdesh is also excluded from this. If you start Hegdesh, there's no Kefel or no Pich. Uh, why not? Because the Pasuk says, Asher Yashun Elohim. You go to the right. Yeshalem Shnaim, you pay two, double to who? Lera'ehu. And Lera'ehu is your friend. Hegdesh is not your friend. Okay, I think let's stop over here.